The world is changing fast, but you can learn it at a slower pace. Special English. You're listening to Special English. I'm Tony Reid in Beijing. Here's the news. Planetary scientists in China have found hints of a new water reservoir on the moon in Chang'e 5 samples that show the potential for in situ resource utilization by future lunar and deep space exploration missions. The team of researchers led by scientists from the Institute of Geology and Geophysics under the Chinese Academy of Sciences identified that glass beads in Chang'e 5 lunar soils, which were formed from the cooling of melted material ejected by impacts contain a higher amount of solar wind-derived water than previously thought. The Chang'e 5 probe, which returned to Earth on December 17, 2020, retrieved a total of 1,731 grams of lunar samples consisting primarily of rocks and soil from the lunar surface. Previous lunar missions have revealed the presence of water ice on the moon. The surface water displays rise and fall within a lunar day and is being lost to space, indicating that there should be a hydrated layer or reservoir at depth in lunar soils to sustain the retention, release, and replenishment of lunar surface water. The study published in Nature Geoscience showed the impact glass beads are likely a new water reservoir on the moon. Researchers estimated that the water contributed by impact glass beads to lunar soils could amount to as much as 270 trillion kilograms, yet way less than in oceans of the Earth. According to Hu Sun, the paper's corresponding author, the water trapped in impact glass beads is relatively easy to extract and could represent a potential water resource for future lunar exploration. Furthermore, the findings offer clues to the water origins in low latitude in other airless bodies in the solar system, like Mercury and Vesta, since impact glass may host similar water reservoirs on other airless bodies. The study was a collaborative effort between Nanjing University, the Natural History Museum, and University of Manchester, and the University of Science and Technology of China. This is Special English. 
Southeast Asian countries have agreed to reinforce the use of local currencies in the region and reduce reliance on major international currencies in an effort to avoid spillover from the global crisis. The agreement came on the last day of a meeting of finance ministers and central bank governors of Association of Southeast Asian Nations or ASEAN members. The meeting was held in Indonesia's Bali Island, with Indonesia being this year's ASEAN chair. Governor of Bank Indonesia Perry Wardio said the organization would establish a task force to formulate the transition process to use local currencies in financial transactions as a realization of ASEAN's current local currency settlement cooperation framework. Wardio said if ASEAN countries could use their local currencies in the region. Transactions and all payments can be conducted faster and able to tackle the global crisis. And if that is successful, their currency's values will increase. He also said that in the meeting, the ASEAN countries have agreed to expand cross-border payment connectivity to more countries in the region. You're listening to Special English. I'm Tony Reid in Beijing. The 2023 FIFA Women's World Cup will provide detailed commentary of the matches for blind and partially sighted football fans. According to soccer's world governing body, FIFA, Audio Descriptive Commentary, or ADC, a service that was tested at the 2022 FIFA World Cup, will be available during the Women's World Cup. Two-day training programs in the ADC service are taking place in Brisbane, Melbourne, Sydney, and Auckland. FIFA added that ADC seeks to explain all significant visual information during the match, including body language, facial expression, scenery, action, clothing, colors, and anything else that might be important to convey context. The 2023 FIFA Women's World Cup is scheduled to take place in Australia and New Zealand from July 20th to August 20th. This is Special English. There is no denying that Paris Saint-Germain are doing their utmost to keep Lionel Messi on their books. With the Argentina superstar's contract set to expire this summer, the French football powerhouse have had a renewal offer on the table for several months.
The problem is, however, Messi doesn't seem to be willing to put pen to paper on a new contract so early, which has sparked massive rumors about the newly minted World Cup winner's next destination. The speculation intensified after Barcelona confirmed that they are in contact with Messi about bringing him back in June. The seven-time Ballon d'Or winner made a tearful farewell to the Spanish giants two years ago due to financial and structural obstacles before moving on to France. Barcelona Vice President Rafael Juste told a press briefing that Messi knows how much he was appreciated and they are in contact with him. When asked whether re-signing Messi was really financially feasible, Yuste said they still have two months to work hard to present the revenue and sustainability plan to La Liga president Javier Tebas. The stance was echoed by Barcelona's current head coach, who said a lot of conditions have to fall into place for it to happen. According to multiple Argentinian media outlets, Messi still wants to play at the highest level, which put a potential move to America or Saudi Arabia out of the picture. It is not yet known whether he will stay at PSG or seek a new adventure. One thing is clear though, without Messi, Barcelona have failed to make it beyond the group stage of their last two Champions League campaigns. For almost everyone at Camp Nou, the 35-year-old talisman is sorely missed. You're listening to Special English. I'm Tony Reed in Beijing. The strong wind was howling and whistling. He was the first Chinese citizen to graduate from Yale University in the mid-19th century. I was born on the 17th of November. She had prominent features. Three of us were old enough to lend a helping hand. He navigated between two vastly different cultures and moved further to realize his dream and promote understanding between the people of China and the United States. Ye Mingxing was a native of Hamyang. I realized no danger. China is really awakening. Come and join us in discovering the incredible journey of Yong Wang in his autobiography, My Life in China and America. Check out the audible stories on radio.cgtn.com and all major podcast platforms. Just search for the podcast Books and Beyond and find My Life in China and America. Are you one of the many looking to improve your English language skills by watching films or TV shows but feel it's too fast or get lost in the words? Well, slow things down with Special English where you can polish your reading, listening, and pronunciation at your own pace. Get caught up with current news and international affairs while getting your daily English lesson with us. Find us on Apple Podcasts by searching for Special English.
orcas, horses, dragons, the monkey king, from Chinese legend, skeletons, and even SpongeBob SquarePants, you probably wouldn't expect to see this collection of animals, mythological creatures, and pop cultural icons flying together in the sky. But this spectacle happens every year in Weifang, the world kite capital in East China's Shandong province. Kites, which were invented over 2,000 years ago in China, are believed to be the earliest flying objects created by humans. After centuries of development, kites have become one of the country's representative traditional handicrafts, and the kite making technique was included in the list of China's national intangible cultural heritage in 2006. The traditional Chinese kite making technique involves four steps making the frame. Pasting paper onto the frame, painting and decorating it, and then mastering the art of flying the kite. Currently, the most distinctive kite making techniques can be found in three regions Weifang in Shandong Province, Nantong in Jiangsu Province, and Lhasa in the Tibet Autonomous Region. These regions have each developed their own unique characteristics based on traditional kite making craftsmanship. The city of Weifang is known as a global hub of kite culture and is widely regarded as the birthplace of these popular flying toys. The themes of Weifang kites are Are incredibly diverse, encompassing birds, fish, insects, cultural relics, historical figures, myths, and legends. Today in Weifang, there are virtually no limitations on the shapes or sizes of kites, which can be made to represent people's ideals and aspirations. This diversity can be observed at the annual Weifang International Kite Festival, which has been held on the third Saturday of every April since 1984. More than 10,000 participants from over 30 countries and regions around the world compete in the festival every year. Unlike the wide variety of forms seen in Weifang, Nantong kites are mostly rectangular. However, there are some deviations in their design, extending to hexagonal, pentagonal, and even octagonal shapes. Each of these relates to the traditional Chinese concept of heaven, earth, And humans living in harmony, as well as the theory of five elements namely, fire, water, wood, gold, and earth in feng shui. For example, 
hexagons are associated with water, whereas octagons belong to the wood element. Yet the most distinctive feature of Nantong kites is the attachment of whistles of different sizes, which can range in number from a hundred to three hundred. As such, they have picked up the moniker Air Symphonies. You're listening to Special English. I'm Tony Reed in Beijing. A growing number of car commercials are appealing to a younger audience, depicting the sporty design of vehicles or how drivers can give voice commands to the fancy and fast models they drive. They are doing this for a good reason. According to a recent report by global consulting firm Roland Berger and China's Auto Home Research Institute, those aged from 21 to 30 accounted for 27 percent of car buyers in China last year, up from 16 percent in 2017. Car buyers aged from 31 to 40 still make up the largest group, totaling 40% in 2022, but that was six percentage points lower than five years ago. Those aged from 41 to 50 saw their proportion decline as well. From 26 percent in 2017 to 21 percent last year, the report said another major change in car buyer demographics over the past five years was the growing number of female consumers. Data showed that 34 percent of car buyers in 2022. Were women up from 27 percent in 2017? Of them, those aged from 21 to 30 saw their proportion of 14 percent in 2017 double last year. That explains why many car makers are thriving to woo young car buyers, offering them fancy onboard features. Financial schemes with lower monthly installments. Another finding of the Roland Berger report is that Chinese car buyers are more open to new technologies, with 75% of the respondents believing autonomous cars will be a common sight on the road by 2030. Globally, the figure is 50%. In China, driving assist functions have become must-haves in newly launched models, including affordable compact cars priced at less than a hundred thousand yuan. Statistics from the Ministry of Industry and Information Technology show that more than thirty percent of new passenger vehicles sold. In the first half of 2022, had level two driving assist functions. Xu Chengming, 
deputy director of the State Information Center, said Generation Z will be the driving force in the development of China's smart vehicle sector. He said the Gen Zers have grown up using the internet and artificial intelligence, so they like new technologies. Also, Chinese car buyers have grown fond of local brands, according to the report. Sales of Chinese car makers accounted for 49.9% of the country's passenger vehicle market in 2022, which is partially because of their competitive electric products. That's according to the China Association of Automobile Manufacturers. This is special English. Renowned Japanese composer and musician Ryuichi Sakamoto has died at the age of 71, according to an announcement by Japan's record label. Avex, while undergoing treatment for cancer diagnosed in June 2020, Sakamoto continued to create works in his home studio whenever his health would allow. Also, a member of the electronic music band Yellow Magic Orchestra, Sakamoto was best known for his work. As a film composer, he became the first Japanese winner of the Academy Award for Best Original Score for the movie *The Last Emperor* in 1988. This is special English. That's the end of this edition of Special English. To recap. I'm going to read one of the news items again at normal speed. Please listen carefully. Planetary scientists in China have found hints of a new water reservoir on the moon in Chang'e Five samples that show the potential for in situ resource utilization by future lunar and deep space exploration missions. The team of researchers, led by scientists from the Institute of Geology and Geophysics under the Chinese Academy of Sciences, identified that glass beads in Chang'e Five soils, which were formed from the cooling of melted material ejected by impacts, contain a higher amount of solar wind-derived water than previously thought. The Chang'e Five probe, which returned to Earth on December 17, 2020. Retrieved a total of 1,731 grams of lunar samples, consisting primarily of rocks and soil from the lunar surface. Previous lunar missions have revealed the presence of water ice on the moon. The study published in Nature Geoscience showed that the impact glass beads are likely a new water reservoir on the moon. Researchers estimated that the water contributed by impact glass beads to lunar soils could amount to as much as 270 trillion kilograms. Way less than that in oceans of the Earth, according to Hu Sen, the paper's corresponding author. The water trapped in impact glass beads is relatively easy to extract and could represent a potential water resource for future lunar exploration. Furthermore, 
The findings offer clues to the water origins in low latitude and other airless bodies in the solar system like Mercury and Vesta since impact glass may host similar water reservoirs on other airless bodies. The study was a collaborative effort between Nanjing University, the Natural History Museum, and University of Manchester and the University of Science and Technology of China. This is the end of today's program. I'm Tony Reed in Beijing, and I hope you'll join us every day to learn English at a slower pace.